Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of law. Worlds Exchange. I am Sal. I'm Tiffany. Tell welcome to part two of our epic Let's Make an Event Together uh, Elseworlds Exchange episode <laughs> in which we are going to just create an event. We've talked about um, kind of in light of the fact that we're kind of like on the downswing of the event age of comics. Yeah. We wanted to chat about like the process by which people go through to make an event and we were kind of like it's more of a thought exercise and yeah. a uh, and a community building uh exercise as well i yeah, guess it is it's, you know it's funny is i didn't even know we were doing it again this week i can't believe you didn't because i, I said <laughs> we'll see you next week for part two i missed that part i thought we would do to do it another time so i was like yeah you'll have joel on i will do things that's right you're nope. like no i'm like that's right. So, um, all right, to recap a little bit, we talked about, uh, we, what we did was we threw to the, uh, the population of a, a flurry or a, a huge amount of ideas, yep. and, uh, and you guys kind of sifted through just, them. And parts of this whole thing, ignoring the main event. Exactly. Uh, and we kind of, we were like, okay, so who should the event be about and everything like that, and then you guys... You almost unanimously picked a Marvel DC crossover. The one thing that is probably most likely not to happen you know, for a gonna, while. But that's why. That's why it's so fun. Is because yeah. like it's probably never gonna happen again. No, it'll happen not again. For a long but like time. it'll just it. They both need to fail real hard first. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, by the way. Hello. Been saying hi. <laughs> that's right. Hello. Um, so while we get uh, going, what I'm going to do is uh, for the questions that we have for the population, you guys who are in the chat right now, if we have something we want you to break down, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna throw you a link in the chat for a little like online poll. Nice. You'll vote on it. We'll vamp for a couple of seconds, and then we'll just see what you guys think. All so, right. and I can also I'm gonna very quickly just refresh everyone's memory about what it is we talked about last time on Elseworlds. This is a really good idea. Um, we decided that we were gonna do um, Marvel DC crossover, of course, right? But we definitely decided that each publisher was gonna put out six tie-ins that would have two issues each, and they'd have varying covers by Scotty Young and Dustin Nguyen, mm -hmm. which they would switch. Right. The further. Dustin would do the Marvel books and yes. Scotty would do the DC books. Exactly. Um so for on the DC's and what we decided is we would pick DC characters that were like the big guys that we wanted to use. And then we would take other Marvel characters to pair them up. And then same thing with Marvel. So in the Batman tie-in book, which is also a crossover book, it'll be Batman with the infamous Iron Man. Yes. Superman with Magneto, Flash with Ghost Rider, Wonder Woman with Jane Foster Thor, Green Lantern with Captain Marvel, and Harley Quinn and Deadpool. Yep. Those are all books that would sell like gangbusters. Right? <laughs> then over on the Marvel side, we had Captain America with Green Arrow. We had Spider-Man with Nightwing. This, of course, is the Peter Parker Spider-Man. That's what was decided by the chat. Yep. 
Um, and oh, by the way, um, for Captain America, that was Sam Wilson. Yes. Um, Iron Man with uh, Lex Luthor, Superman, uh, Doctor Strange, and of course Hellblazer team or Constantine, whatever you want to do there. Yep. Um, X twenty three Wolverine um, with Red Hood and Black Panther and Vixen. Nice. Which again, that uh, several Can of these decision. were um, chat based decisions. Yes. So, so yeah, um, we also decided that this was going to be. Um, a seven-issue miniseries. It would mm-hmm. take seven months, which probably means it would take more like nine months. Yeah. Um, and our writers would be Jeff Johns from DC and Jeff Lemire representing Marvel. Mm-hmm. We figured we'd pull two writers because it was easier for them to collaborate and make it be cohesive than have the artist collaborate. Precisely. And so for our uh, artist, for our pencils, we went with Jim Lee. Yep. That was uh, that was under much contention from the last episode. It was. There was a lot of great ideas. There was, oh my God. Ultimately, that... everyone was like, you know what? As much as there are amazing artists out there who would do an, a spectacular job, yeah. I want to see Jim Lee draw that. Right? And the, the chat, like, seriously, you guys had so many amazing ideas. Mm-hmm. And, well, i got to be honest with you, any of them, it, like, any of the ideas you guys came up with would be great. Yeah. What about Greg Pak? <laughs> so... We've pretty much gotten to the point because we're not going to go into what each of the tie-ins would be about, but we wanted to hit up what is our main event pitch. Yes. Like what is the, what what are we going to go for here? Mm-hmm. Like we we kind of done this backwards in a sense. We've mm-hmm. decided what our tie-ins are going to be, but what are they going to tie into? Exactly. And uh, of course, in the noble tradition of tie-ins, they will more or less be their own stories and usually uh, be used to supplement the main event, but they will have no bearing on the main event, nor will they have any influence over the main event. And the main event will be written as though the tie-ins don't even exist. So right. that's a, that'll be in a noble tradition of what tie-ins are like. Exactly. Uh, although I'm sure in some way you know uh, if you have like a really clever artist and writer combo you know they might actually wind up in uh in, in influencing it in some major way for example civil war 2 uh is garbage but nick spencer's captain america is supplementing civil war 2 in a way that you can't even you can't even imagine how much better it would have been if it was just all written by nick spencer right. so yeah so what we're gonna do is um sal did the i'm not gonna lie he did the heavy lifting here <laughs> with coming up with pitches i came up with half a one he finished it the rest of the way and then upon realizing that today was the day um i also tried to come up with a pitch but i gotta tell you my faith is more in sal because he knows these in- universes pretty much inside and out well thank you um and if, if you were asking me to pitch like uh, a book that could combine image books, I could probably do that for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or very specific characters. But in terms of this, um, it, I got it. I I want Sal to start. Oh, thank, oh, okay. I thought I didn't realize that was where we're going with that. Well, I thought that's where we would go with Makes that. Makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, let me just get this one. I'm writing down all the names of the major of the of the pitches. Okay. And then we're gonna well, throw that. Well, you've got a lot of pitches. These are all of them. This is yours as well. Yeah, but um, still, you have. What was you, what was the name of yours again? We never came up with one. I guess we'll have to ask everybody else to come yeah. up with one, and then we'll throw it out there. Yeah. But uh, okay, well, uh, so in the in, in the tradition of pitching, here we go. Uh, let's let's roll over a couple of these. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, look I, at him. He's got like a thing here. He's got all written out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to forget them. Fine. Yeah. So, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, the first one that I have is, uh, it opens in the days of future past future. 
but instead of the X-Men being the target of the Sentinels, instead it is the Teen Titans, or the Titans rather, uh, and they, uh, they're living in a war-torn uh, post-apocalyptic future where they're hunted like dogs by giant robots that are, hunt that are, that are meant to destroy them, uh, destroy all metahumans, if you will. Uh, they feel like something's wrong and something's amiss miss and are immediately slaughtered by the Sentinels that are hunting them. As it turns out, uh, Kang the Conqueror has entered the DC Universe thanks to visiting uh, the time stream and winds up uh, affecting, uh, effectively recognizing the Avengers JLA crossover. Uh, that happened in continuity and so as such as part of the timeline, he slips in during that period and because he was there when that happened, he finds a gateway into entering into the DC Universe. Uh, by mucking around in time in the DC Universe, he winds up finding the Mobius chair, and then catches the attention of the Justice League by doing so. So now we got Kang the Conqueror on the Mobius chair, and the Justice League uh, seeks to stop him. He sends the Marvel and DC Universe into a chronal, chaotic uh, time wind, uh, merging timelines and affecting all possible outcomes. This means you get all versions of all characters, and they are all being affected, and so as such, you are up to uh, Wave Rider, Cable, Booster Gold, and Bishop, who are all time displaced uh, warriors in their own right who need to come together and solve this problem. Uh, we're calling it Days of Future's End. You mean future? Future End, because we got, uh, what's his name? We got uh, Bishop in there. Of course. But uh, by the way, all my titles have, uh, have a Marvel and a DC event smashed together, so there you go. But uh, Days of Future's End is my story in which basically both Marvel and DC are thrown into chronal chaos, and it's up to forgotten or time-oriented characters to put things back the way they were and defeat Kang. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I did mention Booster Gold. It's Booster Gold, Wave Rider, Cable, and Bishop. Yes. That's awesome. So there you have it. Days of Future's End. That's, that's fun. That's the first one. That's great. That's that's my first idea. I'm like, all right, Chronal Chaos. All right. You have four, and then one that you worked on with me, so I think you should do another one. All right, I'll do another one. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess I'll go with... This next one. Okay. Um, Annihilus discovers the... Uh, okay, Annihilus is, winds up entering DC space uh, through an area similar to the Crunch uh, in the Negative Zone. Uh, where Okay, so in, the Crunch is like this area where the Negative Zone and like our universe meet, so he can he's able to like enter into that area. Okay. Uh, Annihilus discovers that like if you go to another corner of the Negative Zone, you can enter into another Nexus Point, and that is with the DC universe. Um, he is... Uh, Roaming the DC uh, cosmos when he encounters the Starro, and when the Starro come in contact with Annihilus, they uh, they they actually it it takes over his mind, and so Annihilus and Starro merge, and Annihilus's influence on the Starro wind up becoming kind of like a unified race of conquerors and they lead an assimilation wave across the dc universe the heroes of marvel and dc must learn to work together and stop uh these this assimilation wave from assimilating both of their universes we're calling the event assimilation instead of annihilation ah, in honor of the annihilation story nice so yeah very nice there you go i like that now you're gonna definitely because you helped me out with the other one because like i had a really I'm okay with coming up with um, random, like, like I'm like, this would be cool to see. Yes. And then I'm like, now, someone help me 
actually make it work. <laughs> right. Because that's, yeah. I mean, like, the, the point of doing any event is right. by see, being like, let's let's just see what, we, right. what would be cool. You're also a superior pitcher. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively new to the whole process. Although... You're much better at it than I do. I ramble. So, um, just bear with me, everybody. Yes, as we go. Because you're going to have to jump in here. I know that. Because I barely remember what it is because I didn't write any of it down. Yeah. Like, literally, I came up with this idea after we were done. I was like, cool, and then I just didn't write it down. That's my fault. Should have written it down. Always write down your ideas. Yeah. Just, just gotta do it. That's right. Um, so, <clears throat> my pitch, I guess, really begins in... I, 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 I'm pained to decide in which area it would begin. Mm. I think it would begin in the Marvel Universe. Okay. Um, I, I suppose, I guess in the, in the reaches of space, um, where we find Mojo. Yes. Who, um, of course, is um, a fourth wall breaking character who thinks of all of this as, you know, a television show with which needs ratings. Yes. And he's noticed a severe drop in said ratings as of late. Now, don't assume this is going where you think it's going. I'm not doing a contest of champions, nothing <laughs> like that. Um, but as he is toiling over what to do because sponsors are leaving or, or whatever. It, you yeah, know. I think the idea was that uh, right now in the Marvel Universe, the Mojo uh, people are feel like things are getting stale. Yeah, it's stale. We've had this all new, all different, and not much was all new or all different. Yeah. And, you know, we had this whole Secret Wars and what really came out of it. You know, like, we need to mix things yeah. up a How little How many Secret bit. Wars can you have before everybody gets sick of it? Exactly. And, and, and meanwhile, another character from the DC universe um, has kind of become bored and um, is seeking to, to stir up a little trouble. Okay. And, um, you know, he, he kind of stretches beyond the, the scope of regular reality, and, and he finds himself, in the wake of Secret Wars, uh, a little weakened point between... Universes. The, the, essentially the universes. Mm -hmm. And he makes his way through. And so we cue Mr. Mixel Splitnik. Oh, yes. Who <laughs> shows up to Mojo and offers a bit of a deal. Okay. You know, he wants to start some trouble, and, um, you know, in particular with a certain big blue um, gentleman, mm -hmm. essentially, or, you know, as he would call him, um, and, and he knows that Mojo's itching for, you know, to boost some, some Something sales new. here, right? Yeah. And, like, maybe, you know, he, he's, you know, seen some superheroes on 616 that are, that are interested like, to him as well. So he proposes that they essentially create a small planet or universe upon which these heroes can be put through trials. Now, we're not versing them one another, mm -hmm. but just essentially like a reality TV show with superheroes right. on it. And superheroes, supervillains... Against their will, of course. Right, exactly. And Mojo's like, I think that's a great idea. And so, like, Mojo will get to pick... A whole bunch of people he thinks would be good for casting on the, on his son, on the Marvel end. Same with Mixel Splitnik, which of course will include Superman. But then they each get to pick one from the other universe Right, they each well. pick their champions, yeah. Right. So, not even, no, not even champions. Like, uh, Mixel Splitnik gets to pick someone from the Marvel universe to dump in. Right. So he's just going to pick at random. And he's picking basically, like, based off of, like, costumes and powers. He's yeah. like, that guy looks cool. I'm yeah. going to go with him. Exactly. Yeah. But inevitably what will happen is Mojo will definitely see a spike in ratings. But it's not enough for Mixel Splitnik. It's not enough at all. He's still bored by this. So he's going to start going in there and creating these scenarios in which people are going to die, but at like the wrong act. You know, everything <laughs> to Mojo has to follow the formula for TV, essentially. Right. And when Splitnik does that, he goes off book. Mm -hmm. And so now he's like, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And this guy has 
greater powers than I do. Yes. And I don't know what to do. So now he has to turn to the heroes who he's thrown into this whole mix to stop Mixel Splitnik. Okay. From A, destroying... His his show. His show entirely, and then possibly, like, you know, ruining the Marvel Universe and then going back over. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just, cool. I thought it was something fun, something light. That is very light. Yeah, that's just, like, kind of fun. And yes. It, and it uses characters that you would not, like, necessarily put at the top of, like, a crazy event. Right. I like that. Right. What and would like, you call it? Uh, I would probably call it infinity crisis ah, because of the <laughs> y- you know like i can imagine that uh uh what's it called um mojo would say something like we call it the like the the uh the infinity war and then yeah. uh and then he's like wait no that's been done and then uh mix is like i'm always i've been partial to crises, crises. myself exactly so. exactly yeah okay infinite crisis <laughs> i like that no, infinity crisis infinity crisis that's right that's right infinity <laughs> crisis i like that Fully coolly, Infinity Crisis, the final gauntlet. The final gauntlet. The gauntlet's been thrown. Genius. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I got another one for you here. Um, you got another two, and I have one that's a little more esoteric. Yes, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, okay, uh, this one is uh, Carol Danvers awakens on Oa, and she uh, uh, notices that her her costume has been completely altered. It's green now, with a little bit of white as well. And... Uh, <laughs> She has a ring on her finger, and it's not the kind that she was hoping for. Uh, she's met by Hal Jordan, who has been tasked with training the new recruit of the uh, the Lantern Corps. You see, the problem is that Necron from Blackest Night has returned, and his reach has expanded beyond the boundaries of the DC Universe. He has learned that there's another universe of similarly powered beings, all of whom have died recently and been resurrected. And as oh. such, uh, because Necron has the, bil- the ability to resurrect the recently past, or the long past and make them into black lanterns uh everybody on in the marvel universe has died most most recently with a hand with with a notable handful of exceptions um only a handful of these heroes can't be affected by the black lantern ring and the various core have sought them out to try and prevent a second blackest night from happening uh this would include characters that pretty much survived uh the beginning of secret war and then or secret wars and then uh, all the way through it who were like unmade or anything like that this includes carol danvers who'd be a green lantern thor uh, Car- uh jane foster who is a blue lantern uh star lord whom i haven't decided what kind of lantern he'd be <laughs> miles morales would be an indigo lantern a uh, black Black Panther, I haven't decided what kind of lantern he would be. And, of course, Doctor Doom would be an orange lantern. Nice. And all of those lanterns would come together, along with, of course, the Green Lantern Corps that you already expect. And, of course, everybody who's from the DC Universe who had originally been pulled into the core through various events. Uh, Blackest Night, uh, Brightest Day, uh, Sinestro Corps, etc. Those characters would come together, and it would basically just have a big a big old lantern fight. Which, okay. And, of course... Necron would be able to tap into a few of the recently dead from the Marvel Universe that he was able to, like, kind of affect and find and use. So it was just the issue is they're trying to basically prevent him from crossing over into the MCU. Or into the MU. I'm so used to saying MCU. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're calling it Blackest Rain. And this would Clever. be the story where, uh, yeah, Jeff Johnson would probably feel the most comfortable writing. Absolutely. He's like, oh, it's a lantern fight with a bunch of Marvel characters. Yes. That'd be awesome. Yes. So, there you have it. Uh, Blackest Rain. Like that. Thank you. Alright, what is your last one? My last one? Well, I got two more. You do? Yeah. You have five? Yeah. Like one and a half. I know. I wrote a bunch of these like the day that we did this. All right, go. 
Okay, uh, this one is Mongol learns of the Infinity Gems and their influence on their home universe. As we established in JLA Avengers, the Infinity Gauntlet means diddly squat in the DC universe. Okay. So Mongol knows that the, the he, he learns through his travels and through his uh, various contacts of these Infinity Gems and he knows that they work in his home in their home universe. So he decides to take over the Marvel Universe, screw it, screw the DC Universe, I'm leaving, and use the Infinity Gauntlet to do it. Uh, once he does wind up taking over the Infinity Gauntlet, we'll deal with that later, uh, Mongol turns <laughs> planet Earth into a whole new war world for himself. Unsatisfied with dominating an unfamiliar universe, he decides to pull the DC Universe into the Marvel Universe itself using the Infinity Gauntlet. The strain of merging realities threatens both of those realities and heroes from both universes have to work together to defeat him and put their worlds back from where they belong. So it's just an idea of like Mongul, who is basically a Jim Starlin creation and a, and a, and a dark side uh, affectation, decides screw it or a Thanos affectation if you will goes okay. and says screw this I'm taking a I'm taking the Infinity Gauntlet he uses the Infinity Gauntlet in the Marvel Universe takes over the world pretty much like instantly and turns it into a war world of his own this is why we're going to call it Secret War World <laughs> okay so there you go uh, Mongol versus the world and more and yeah so like Mongol takes over Earth like pretty easily and then he's like this is kind of boring Plus, like, Superman's not here, and I can't humiliate him here, so he's like, I'm gonna pull the DC Universe in, which threatens both realities. So. I like that. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Secret War World. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Thank you. So do you want me to do mine, or do you want me yeah, to do Yeah, do your, do, oh, okay. do your esoteric one. So this is my esoteric one, guys, so, like, if you're not into it, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine, alright? Yeah. And I'm actually gonna need a little help with this, because I had to, like, dig deep to make this work because right. I started with things I knew and then I spiraled out of control from there. Yeah. So, okay. My what? story can start with one of two characters. Oh, no, wait. By the way, uh, Rob confirmed you can use your original character. <gasps> okay, so I'm just going to go with that then. Okay. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my story begins with one character then um, and it's the Beyonder. Okay, the original Beyonder. The original like the Secret Wars Beyonder. 1984 Beyonder. Yes. The child and, one. Yeah, and, and you know, I know he was very interested in studying, like, humanity and life and, like, all that. And that's a reason why he, you know, could have potentially you know, made all the superheroes fight and such. Mm -hmm. But, um... In this, and I know also, by the way, I just want to preface this, he's done a couple of other things, a couple of other feats that were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and at this point, he's kind of just, like, bored. Right, because the last time we saw the Beyonder, the child unit, he had he was at the end of the Illuminati miniseries, then he went into what we assume is the real world, and never actually appeared in uh, any of the Hickman era stuff. He was referenced, but he never actually like was shown or right. was slaughtered. So right. we have to assume that the Beyonder is probably like kicking around in the real world or yeah. bouncing around different universes. In mind that he's exploring the universe, like in the wake of Secret Wars, you know, he's checking things out. Nothing mm -hmm. really sparking his interest because he kind of got something in his craw. Yeah. And it's something he would love to explore, but he can't quite figure out how to, to do it. Mm -hmm. um, it's something in, in a sense that, like, he had a taste of at one point, but he really wants to just take it a step further. Okay. And during his explanations, he ends up at the Tavern at World's End, oh. which is from the Sandman universe. And while he's there, he gets to chatting with some of the, the patrons, and, and he mentions in particular that he would love to be able to study a world that doesn't know death and they're like that's crazy 
because you can't do that. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Kill death? And he's like, I've done that. <laughs> it's not what I'm looking to do here. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to want to want to remove her. Yeah. For a bit and just see what happens. Right. And they mentioned something. They're like, well, I mean, it sounds like you'd have to put her somewhere. And I know, of course, that he can create um, pocket universes, but he's not sure if that's enough. We're talking about death here. Right. Right. Yeah. Because like he could go to the Cancerverse, but like there's nobody there. Right. So instead, what what he he hears from someone there is, is they go, I've heard a couple of things. Mm -hmm. In particular, that there's a, a a place you can go, where there is a being or an item or it's kind of beyond description mm -hmm. that um could be described as you know that upon all of creation is written, and they tell him about something called the Source Wall, and within the Source Wall is something called the Primal Monitor. Mm. Um, now this is where we're going to go hard Grant Mar Morrisonian, yep. hard Neil Gaimian. Um, and he goes, he goes, huh? And they're like, but really, come on. Like, you're going to do that. And right. You can't go in the source wall. You can't do that. And he's like, okay, mm -hmm. you, which way? Right. Which way would it be? Yeah. yeah. So he goes there and he, you know, sees the source wall and the source wall doesn't know really what he is. Cause he's from beyond. He's from another reality. Exactly. Yeah. And so he goes right in. All right. And when he does, he finds the primal monitor mm -hmm. and he utilizes it to essentially like create a stronger pocket universe in which he writes that he will keep death. And in doing so, he pulls not only Mistress Death, but death from the DC universe. Okay. So Vertigo's death shows up too. Mm. And she's like, The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> But she can't leave because she is more so even than Mistress Death tethered yeah. to this. Even though she is greatly powered, mm -hmm. this is something beyond that. That's right. Beyond. <laughs> beyond. <laughs> so now we find that Marvel and DC are both in chaos because they live in worlds that death has no consequence. And on both sides of the fence, on DC and Marvel, we have people who are, we have characters who are like, that's okay. It right. kind of makes our jobs easier. You know, like, without having to worry about, like, you know, a supervillain destroying an entire city or, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, our consequences from our actions, like, killing someone. Yeah. Like, we'll just figure out a way to keep the peace. We'll figure out a way to, like, keep resources going. Like, you know, we'll make this work. Like, right. let's try this. You know, we... Yeah, a world without death couldn't, okay. doesn't have to be so, t so bad. Exactly. Meanwhile, there are other characters who are like... This isn't what you think it's going to be. That's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like, a world without death, what's, like, what are you going to do? You're not going to stay young forever. You're going to get old. Yeah. You, you can still be maimed and mutilated. It's not like... Yeah, but the, also, like, death is a part of life. It's it, just a, it's it part is. of, like, the natural order. And so we end up having, like, almost these mini civil wars going on. Right, right, right. And so you have a whole team from the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe looking to figure this out. Of course, they'll turn to Constantine and Doctor Strange for guidance. Naturally. Who will lead them to what they believe is going on, right? Mm -hmm. So eventually they'll all meet up and the teams can kind of split off and yes. like you'll have those who are trying to stop the team going to save our two deaths. Yep. Um, and I just want to note that on that, because I knew in the tie-ins we had Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn is going to be at first like, cool, yeah. no death. But then shortly thereafter, she recognizes the fact that she's like, what's the point? Right. What's the point of anything I'm doing yeah. at this point? 
Like, it, it's meaningless. Like, that which I, I try to do, it, there's no meaning to it anymore. So she loses complete faith and is just totally on board for freeing death because otherwise there's no point to life. Yeah, that's true. So a lot of it will, will focus on the character's own struggle with mm-hmm. a life with or without death. Yeah. And um, including someone like Spider-Man, who it's like, Spider-Man's and Batman's lives have been so affected yeah. by death. So Right, how would they feel about a world without it? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, very esoteric. Right. Very much out there. Yeah, it's about, like, these characters having, like, their fundamental belief core values exactly. being shaken. Exactly. So, yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah. Well, what were we going to call this story? Uh... That's a good question. You want to throw it to the chat? Yeah. See what they come up with? I'd love to know, like, what they think we should call this thing. Exactly. I saw a couple things, like, beyond strange. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it'd be very different. We could still have huge fights, huge crazy fights. Oh, because yeah. they'd be huge crazy fights with no death. Exactly. They don't affect anything. Yeah. Yeah. So the fights can actually be even grander yeah. and more ridiculous. Exactly. And... You can see, like, a like Superman go up against a character he could never go up against. Yeah. Because be... there's no fear. Yeah. Death's End, Beyond Death. I like Death's End. I like Death's End, too. Yeah. I also saw... Uh, that's a great one, by the way. I like that. It's different. I think some of yours are much stronger, but, like, I gotta tell you, like, I just... That was something I wanted to explore. Because, yeah, like, no, I love that. I, I love the idea of pulling the Vertigo universe in a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, at some point, I know it's, it's too bad that Darkseid is dead. Yes. But it'd be but great to with... pull Darkseid and Thanos in simultaneously because they definitely <sighs> they have... They have their own opinions about death, yeah. That death and, like, they're at the source wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you got, like, people trying to fix this whole problem and you had these two crazy titans outside, like, having a battle. Yeah. Death Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had a great... T- a great pitch for the uh, the title for the Mojo pitch as well. Oh, really? I really? Liked, and I was trying to think of what it was. Oh. I can't find it again. But like... Dead Man would definitely have to. to oh be my God! There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No it's doubt. frustrating because he was on. He was so like he was teased at being epic and awesome and really cool after yeah. Blackest Night, and then they just wasted with him. Like, right, and I figure because we have Harley Quinn and Deadpool both in this, Deadpool's just kind of like, all right, all right, I'm in. I Where mean, are you going? Like, yeah. you know. She and I had a thing. Exactly. So, so I, I guess I owe it to I her. guess I should go check it out. I yeah. don't know. It's just like, it's not really any different for me. So. Right. <laughs> it just, it's harder for me to make money now. Yeah. Death so from, game. From a financial standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I had the thought of the Joker, but we haven't seen the Joker yet back in, in, so I didn't want to pull him in. No, we haven't, not, like, none of our pitches have the Joker in it. But like, trust me, that was my initial thought, is that... But he could be in one of those awesome tie-ins. Right. I could see Doom dealing with the Joker in a really fun way. Well, I was also thinking, like, Joker would also be like... I think he would come to the realization that without death... It's wasted. It, it's, it's, oh, his he would absolutely... wasted. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to see, like, <laughs> Batman and the Joker kind of, like, agree ideologically about <laughs> death and then just do something about it. I like that. Wade being like, there are two lady deaths and trying to hit on Vertigo's oh death. God. And she's like... She's like, gross! <laughs> <laughs> do you have, like, a van to go with your whole thing? He's like, I like you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you personally insult me in addition to rejecting me. I love you. <laughs> Um, I have a little like, bit of a. Do de- you have a fan club? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. It's called the '90s. Um, so uh, mine is also about death. Okay. But oh. uh, yeah, but I, I need to know what that other that that uh, 
that Mojo pitch title was because it was really good. Midlife Crisis. <laughs> That's a good one for one of the tie-ins. I gotta figure out what they're called. Uh, the Last Days of Death. I like that. Death Reloaded. The Cock Blocking of Thanos. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think we're gonna go with uh, with Death's End. It's just just solid. They gotta be. They gotta be catchy. Right. You know, they, they, they whenever they when they when you're writing a paper, they always teach you you gotta be catchy, clunky. So it's like the the like you got to keep the meat and potatoes of like a really simple very very gripping title yeah. and then you move to the other one um but yeah man i don't remember well if anybody can throw it into the chat let me know if you remember that mojo pitch story because i really liked that i saw it and i was like that's awesome maximum death um <laughs> so all right uh no yeah it was it wasn't war of the infinite crisis but it was that story it was uh yeah anyway we'll see but uh yeah okay well, mine is uh, Blood Death. <laughs> Where the hell am I? It's right there. There we go. Uh, okay, so mine is, uh, which we can also use any of these titles for. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so mine is uh, Marvel's Death has uh, an unexpected guest, and that's Darkseid. With whom, uh, so like, okay, the idea is the Dark Side died during uh-huh. Dark Side War, but uh, in this story, instead of him going to like some afterlife or anything like that, instead of our Vertigo death, coming yeah, from. he goes to Marvel's death instead, uh, or rather, he goes to the Marvel afterlife. Right, and either it's because he's being punished, or because he slips through reality, because it's the death of Dark Side, and even though we established in Final Crisis that the death of Thanos means like, or the death of Dark Side means like the death of everything, uh, it turns out that if like Jeff Johns is writing it, then no, it turns out just you can kill him and that's it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, so Dark Side winds up going to Marvel's uh, afterlife, and he meets Marvel's death, and she falls in love with him. Of course. She, and, he is literally her type. Yes. And he is totally uninterested. And is only interested, of course, in returning to Apocalypse and being a god. Uh, while that she can't, or maybe won't, okay. send him back, she does uh, wind up giving him power to make his own version of Apocalypse. And uh, the heroes of the Marvel and DC Universe mobilize to start Dark Side, but how can they when this, uh, this new god has death on his side? So that's the pitch. It's just, oh. it's, it's, th- it's dark side with deaths. Like it's like an inverted infinity gauntlet where death loves dark side, but dark side has no interest in her. And to impress him, she keeps giving him more powers. And so, you know, he's, and, and he becomes more and more powerful and more godlike. And he's like, okay, well, if I'm going to make an apocalypse, I guess I'll pick Earth, because fuck that place. It's a source of a major bunch of bullshit for me. Or, and this is more likely, uh, Darkseid is disgusted by the amount of like power that she willfully and like kind of pettily gives him, which is true of death in Marvel. Marvel's death can be kind of like creepy and weird. And like, especially when she's portrayed with dealing with Wolverine or Deadpool, she's a cr- she's kind of a pain in the ass. Or yes. she's she's petty. And, yes. Uh, I could see that I could see Darkseid being like, "You disgust me on so many levels. I reject everything you're giving me." And so you got all the Marvel and DC characters like coming together to to battle with Darkseid, expecting to fight an un, an undefeatable foe, only for Darkseid to say like, "Let's get out of here," and then they all have to like either deal with the consequences or uh, Darkseid comes to that realization during a huge cool battle. 
Okay. But anyway, the idea being like death is like make your make a new apocalypse, and I don't care where it is. You know, and maybe maybe uh, Darkseid likes it, and so he starts to, like, create an apocalypse, and she's like, oh, this place actually really sucks. You know, that's kind of thing. But uh, I call it Siege of Darkseid. That's awesome. Instead of Siege of Darkness, which was the uh If I Marvel had story. more time, I have, like, a half an idea. Let's hear it. It's a half an idea, so All we're right. not going to count this one. Yeah. We're not going to count this one. Okay. Um, But, okay, so Cersei... Desiring to defeat Wonder Woman, yes, starts to use her magical powers to seek out others like her in order to add that to her own power in order to destroy Wonder Woman. Yeah, and in doing so, she reaches out to Marvel's Enchantress. Oh, I like and they, I like Cersei and Enchantress. And they figure up. out a way to open a portal in which Enchantress comes through to Themyscira, and like gets to see what the civilization is like. And she's like, "This is awesome." Yeah, Enchantress would love Themyscira. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "You know what we should do." is we should just pit the forces of Themyscira against the Asgardians. Ugh. And then we can just take over afterwards. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And so they create this like Asgardian Themyscarian war. Oh, yes. Uh, that's all I got. I'd call it something like War in Heaven or but something. But like, like I really, I'm like, I want to see these two warrior wa- races going to at battle. it. Yeah. Yeah, unwittingly. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I don't know. Let's hear a couple of ideas for pitch for titles for that one. Yeah, you know, like that. Uh, I love that because I need to put it in the thing. Um, but I also, yeah, God, what was that? Fun? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I just think that's cool. Yeah, because you get to you get to have Wonder Woman and and Thor. Yeah, and they like meet, fight, and then team up. Right. You could even have like War of the Gods is already a Wonder Woman event gonna, that stars Cersei. I was gonna say you could even have Hippolyta and Odin going uh, at it. Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see that too, and that'd be freaking awesome, right? Yeah. And you got um, what the hell is his name? The Errol Flynn character. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't remember his name. But he's like, ladies. <laughs> yeah. But Siege of Heaven. Siege of Heaven's pretty cool. Oh, Battle of the Titans, almost Clash of the Titans. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey. Man, yeah, I like Titans and I like Siege. You get to play on Siege. Yeah. Um, but yeah, God's End, Paradise Crisis, <laughs> um, Kingdom of Paradise, Myths and Monsters, Pantheon, like, I like the cool. use of Ragnarok in some way, Yeah. um, Love or War, Crisis Paradise, <laughs> Clash of the Gods, that's pretty cool, yeah, that's really Clash cool. in Paradise, Fallen Gods, Warcross, War of the Gods. What do we say? Clash of the Paradise? Uh. Clash of the Gods. Clash of the Gods. I just thought, like, I'm like. Enchantment War. Like, these two. Like. These... Robert, Paradise Lost. Oh. Oh, I like that. Um. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> Asgard attacks. <laughs> yes, that's mine. That's just what I'm gonna call it that. That is spectacular. Yeah, that is amazing. It would be so much easier to have Asgard attack Themyscira. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, we'll go. <laughs> All right, it's okay. Paradise Lost or Asgard attacks? I like either one. I don't know. They're both good. Yeah. They're both good. Oh man. But, like, I just love the idea of, like, these two, like, you know, puppeteers, like, yeah. being like, no, we'll just weaken them, and then we'll just 
yeah, and finish the job. Exactly. No, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. See how much fun it is to just make up an idea and then throw it out there knowing that no one's going to give you a hard time? Um, yeah, I, I like yeah, I like both of them, but I think I'm going to go with, with Asgard Attacks. Yeah. Unless you don't agree. No, that's I'm totally fine with that. You could even do one of those things where it's like Asgard Attacks colon Paradise Lost. Yeah. Let's do Asgard Attacks. That's okay. totally fine. Let's see here. Do I have to do this? Damn it. I, th- I think you do. Yeah, Nope. I got I got to fix for this. What did straw poll? Battlefield <laughs> Battlefield Ragnarok. Straw poll. Yeah, okay. Oh, I lost everything. Oh man, can you imagine Sif running into like like all the women of Themyscira being like this is pretty cool though. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see Asgard attacks. We got to we got to come up with all of our names again. I got to gotta pull all those together. oh uh infinity crisis right which unless there was the other one i never saw it again ah uh, it's lost to the comments of time yep oh, damn it dc marvel um titles but yeah what's fun is like these are like some of them are things that we have seen similar things to like they have a similar vein but like most of this is just stuff we haven't seen before especially in a in a like you know cross-company event you know like it's i i like these because like in all these stories i feel like no one side is is more important you know what i mean like yeah no that's the thing that was that was the impetus behind a lot of the pitches that i was doing and i was like i want to do something where it's like i'm not i don't want to show too much favoritism yeah so i completely understand that and it's, it's just one of those things where you're like okay like that's always the problem, I think, with, with doing the cross-company crossover. is like, them, like, sitting there being like, well, my characters have to be as strong as yours. Oh, yeah. You no. know, like... And I think that these all have the opportunity to show the strengths of characters on both sides. Yeah. Did we ever come up with your Beyond one? Oh, the... the uh, No. I don't remember what I thought we... it was something like... Yeah, like... Beyond... Yeah, I don't remember. Beyond Strange... That was one, yes. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, chat, let us know what that was called because I lost it. Oh. <laughs> but uh, beyond death, that's what it was. Nice. Thank you, everybody. Okay, so let's see if we got everything ready to go. Uh, we've got Asgard, Asgard attacks, Infinity Crisis, Days of Future's End, yep. Secret War World, Siege of Darkness, Blackest Rain, Assimilation, and Beyond Death. Uh, I think those are everything. If I'm forgetting anything it. else, that's quite a few. That's that's enough, right? So literally, everyone's vote will count. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna drop the uh, the straw poll into the chat. And if you're watching this or listening to this I also, afterwards, I, I gotta say, I also uh, Death's End is good. Mm-hmm. Death's also, End, yeah, that's what it was. There's also Dead No More. Yeah, we have a or Death No More. Yeah, that's Sorry. too close. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, yeah, Death's End. That's right. It does sound like a metal band. I like that. I like it too. <laughs> all right, so let's see. We're gonna create the poll now. The Bam. poll has been created. All of your votes are going to 100% count because there's so many options. Yep. Uh, I'm also gonna throw it into the description of this video. All right, vote guys. Now is your chance to vote. It's all gonna come down to you guys. This is where the chat has total power. That's right. Woo-hoo. And now we get to vamp. Yeah, so what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to talk about uh, these events. Oh, yeah, so, all right. We've got the we've got the event 
kind of like they're going to determine you guys are going to determine what the event is going to be what yes. the main event is going to be yes. we've got the tie-ins we've got the uh we've got the creative team that's going to work on this event but we don't have like creative teams for all those other ancillary titles and that's right. another thing that's like either it's going to be another episode or we can probably try and like hash them out really fast i don't want to like put like you know i don't want to risk wasting people's time right on like something that we don't have 100 percent certainty on right uh so yeah exactly i gotta tell you like with any of these events i'm really really like just super excited like what the tie-ins would be like because there's so many opportunities with these character pairings like yeah. to be in these events and to be like you know a part of it in some way shape or form or to be doing something that's maybe not even super involved with the event but it's still affecting their lives like yeah. that's really cool no i agree See how we're doing. We've got uh, got ninety six votes so far. Nice. Secret War World is dying. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there. People are done with. Yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah, for the time being. Someday. They will come back. Someday, of course. And I gotta tell you, Jim Lee drawing any of these would be amazing. <sighs> I yeah. <laughs> Asgard attacks would look awesome, right? Any of these would look awesome. Jim Lee's Dark Side, like, oh my in god, the, with the with or a Mongol with the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, any of those would be awesome. Yes, yeah. I would like to see Jim Lee's Mojo. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. Like, there's seen... nothing epic about it. No, but uh, I've seen <laughs> Hubert's Mojo, and it's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy Kubert did it. For, I gotta uh, tell you, I don't like Mojo at all, which is so funny that I was like, right? That you're like, let's do an Mojo event. <laughs> I like the idea of I, you know what it is. It was for me. It was breaking him down. I had to break him down, having to come to the superheroes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and that's that's so Mojo. He's just like, yeah. Hey, listen. Sorry, I fucked up so bad. He would spin that he didn't screw up at all, and they're all like. But there you go. Uh, let's see. And I gotta tell you, I think no matter what story is picked, Jeff Johns and Jeff Lemire oh my God. would just Woodward's knock really it out cool. of the park. You know what I mean? Because, like, Johns knows, a, first of all, he knows the Lanterns inside and out, but I think he truly knows the DC Universe, like, in, yeah. a, in, a, in, a, in a profound way. Like, he completely gets it. Oh, yeah. He knows it. He has to know it. Yeah. And it's great to have somebody who's in charge right now who does know it so totally. well. And Lemire just, like, he's so... He's just really talented. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, not only as a writer, but as an artist as well. Like, so, like, he has that in his head, too. Like, what's going to look good on the page, yeah. you know? So, no, I would true. love to see the two of them even just working with Lee. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, mm -hmm. like what the process would be. Like, how does that go? Like, yeah. what is Lee like? Right? Yeah. Like, does he prefer to have, like, free reign? Or does he want you to tell him, like... Like, tell me exactly what we're doing like, here. Like, what, what's happening? The only Jim Lee penciled script I've ever seen, unfortunately, was All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, where it's like... Frank basically says, like, okay, Jim, like, draw this beautiful, <laughs> luscious ass right here. And so there's no, there's not a lot of specifics, but there is, okay. like, a, there, there's a lot of character infused in the in the script. Could also be that, like, Jim didn't want to, like, tell Frank, like, I need more. Or he was like, I don't want to ask Frank for more. So <laughs> I'll just He's wing like, it. I can't. Because I will say, like... As Maybe. much as I hate All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, those pencils are fucking awesome. Yeah, like I've never seen are. a cooler looking Batman, except for maybe like 
Andy Kubert's design for Batman Dark Knight Returns, which I have a statue of. Right. No, like he he definitely like cuz regardless of of the script. Like if you have an amazing artist, you're going to get amazing art. It's going to look regardless of what the story is. I have a poster for a book that that exemplifies that in every which way. It's called Batman Spawn. <laughs> uh yeah, cuz it like, looks great, but it's so stupid. I could definitely imagine him being like, "Okay, I learned my lesson. Like I first asked Frank for more, and what I got was too much more. incomprehensible. Yes, exactly. So I'm just gonna be like, I'm good. I you you put everything I needed. Thank yeah. you. We're we're and even if I don't know, I'm just I'm gonna wing it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this for long enough. I think I can do that. I'm Jim Lee. Yeah, I can do that. I'm yeah. I invented Wildcats. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> One of my favorite. Every time we talk about Jim Lee, all I can think of is at um James Silent Bob's secret stash. Oh no, where did we go? Sorry about that. It dropped for some reason, but we're back. All anyway. Right. I'm just going to repeat what I said on the off chance that you guys didn't get that part. Um, but um, I, um, I in Jane Silent Bob's secret stash, yes. there is an original Jim Lee piece. Yeah, it was made for the West Coast uh store the sister yes. store for the jane for jane silent bob's uh, secret stash yes uh jim lee of course is west coast based so he yeah he did he did a door yeah he, he, he made like a door and like he includes it's batman and superman and then jay and silent bob yes but like the batman and superman are spectacular mm -hmm. and like it's just all line art and it's just it's it's effortless yeah it is beautiful and effortless and yeah. every time i see it i'm like god yeah why do people have this much time I know. I want. I wonder how long it took him to do it. I'm sure that somebody filmed it. In my head, it's like 20 minutes. He was like, "There you go. Done. I'm amazing." Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oops. Who cares? But uh, I doodle this kind of stuff on cocktail napkins. <laughs> exactly. When they closed that store, by the way, uh, they moved the door over to the New Jersey-based yes. uh, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. So, so if you ever end up there, you get to you can see it in person. Yeah, and it's not a door; it's just it's just an art piece now. Like yeah. they framed it and put it next to Silent Bob's original coat from Clerks. It's amazing. But yeah, yeah, very cool. So, so, ugh. Yeah, I, I would love to see Jim Lee draw like the Marvel Universe again in some way. Right? I don't care if it's like all this changed stuff. Right. But, uh, all right, let's see all right. how we're doing here. Death's End is still reigning supreme, if you will, but uh, coming up second is uh, Blackest Rain. Nice. Uh, we got 44 votes for Death's End and 27 votes for Blackest Rain. Uh, Blackest Rain is not anywhere close to beating Death's End. I think Death's <laughs> End is the clear winner. Although we do have 20 votes for Asgard Attacks and uh, 22 votes for Infinity Crisis. I liked all of these, so I'm happy with any of them winning. Yeah. We only have 149 votes so far, so there's over 200... 50 people of you in the chat right put the, now. Put the link so one more time. I'm going to I'm gonna drop that link in there one, one more, more time. time. There it is. It's also in the description below this video. Yeah. Now, so but you check there, you can do it. Just in case, there you go. Because telling you, any of these would be great. Yeah. We, we've literally, guys, we have come up with, how many? Six, seven? I don't know, six, seven stories, yeah. Uh, six. Two, four, six, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eight? No, I think eight. We have come up with eight years of crossovers that they could do. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. And the fact is, like, if there were a world where Marvel and DC not only created a summer blockbuster event where they work together to produce this seven-issue 
book yeah. and all those tie-ins that uh, they wouldn't do it again next year and the year after that. Like, they have eight years worth right? of events. Could you imagine at the end of those eight years, the omnibus oh that would come out? Yeah. Just this huge tome yes. of crazy crossovers. Yeah. And, like, everyone always has their favorite and there was always one that people were like, that wasn't as good, but other people were like, I like that one a lot. Like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Ah. I know, I know. And they'll make some of them into animated stuff. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> that's that's harder to do than that. I know, to I know. I will say though, I I really do want to live in a world where the <laughs> where, where they work together. Like, okay, so you know they make these summer blockbuster comics where they're where everybody makes their money and they're like, you know, this is where the sales spike. Right? Wouldn't it be cool if they just said like, screw it. We're going to work together to do a summer blockbuster, and we just split the cost evenly, and everyone buys it. It would That would be spectacular, because, like, the fact is, like, we, and we've heard it time and again, like, when both companies are having events, people have to choose. Yeah. Not everyone has the funds, and I think that's obvious, and I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, to not expect everyone to be able to afford, like... Yeah, both like, events and all their tie-ins no, like that's true. ridiculous but if you accept that and you and and both companies could you know come to a good, a better place where they realize that then they could be like okay we're still we're basically going to get the same amount yeah but we're just going to make it easier for the fans like if they thought of for a minute about the people who were buying it yeah. instead of just what was going into their wallets like i i think we would we as like we would only benefit like they, yeah. they would also benefit because they would just be splitting the profit no, from something true. that everyone was buying. Yeah. You know, and like you have more people involved. You have more people who have eyes on it. You have more people who had the opportunity to like think about continuity. You have the ability to put um, more manpower into it. Yeah. You know, which makes it stronger and come out on time. Yeah. I agree. So I don't know. Like, I think that I, I, I just, I wish. I wish we had any control yeah. over this kind of thing. But uh, but we'll see where we're going. I mean, like, okay, so we've got the event. We've got the creative teams. Obviously, like, none of this is is, is in any way re like real. Or, <laughs> exactly. But, but it's a fun little thought exercise. It's a lot of fun to play with and think about and try. and like. Uh, but, like, it's interesting to see uh, the reaction. Like, how, like, no matter what the pitch is, everybody agrees that they want it. That <laughs> they want to see this? Yes. They want to live in this world where like Marvel and DC can get their shit together. Yes, we we want that. And the fact that like these companies can do it and the fact they have done it in the past means that like there's no reason to think that it's never going to happen. I know. Um it's just hopeful that, you know, we're hopeful that like, you know, either well, it's hard to imagine like a world where it'll work out. I mean, like or a world it's hard to imagine the circumstances by which this will occur. Right. Because you never know. And that's the thing. Like, we were told forever that Spider-Man will never go back into the MCU because Sony was so desperate to keep their shit together. Exactly. And they, and they fucked up in every which way. And as yeah. such, they managed to lose or to, to work out a deal. Um, there's a rumor that Fox is working out a deal, and we'll see where that goes. Um not with X-Men, obviously. Fox will continue to make X-Men movies, and Marvel will... <laughs> Until the end of time! Yeah, and Marvel will continue to marginalize the titles. Uh, I understand they're making a Marvel uh, uh, Capcom 4, and uh, there'll be no X-Men in it. Oof. Which is, like, good to know. Thanks. Like, that's the kind of shit that, like, I get frustrated More about, room for like, characters like Squirrel Girl, yeah, and... Yeah, and you, you better believe you're gonna see that. Uh, but, yeah... <laughs> Um, no, and, I, and like, the people are thinking, like, Disney has any influence on this. Like, that's the thing, is that everyone's like, oh, Disney's not going to let you do that. Disney's, Disney's not going to shut down. 
Disney is a parent company. Disney, Disney owns many companies. Disney would only care in terms of um, TV and movies. Yes. Like, that's where they would care because those are things that are directly on their channels and, that's and coming out of their studios. It's their wheelhouse. That's yes. what they're interested in. They're purchasing... Like they're they're they purchased the Marvel property so that they would get boys to start buying Disney merchandise. Yes. Um. But they're not interested in it as a publishing house. Uh. If you want to like blame somebody, blame the guy who's in charge of Marvel and his bullshit. Right. But like, and, and it's up to him. Like he doesn't care. I, got, I if, gotta tell you, I, it is nothing to do with Disney. Okay. Disney like... has made look. Disney made Roger Rabbit. I know. And like. I know. And they worked out deals where Roger Rabbit got to do Disney cartoons. And, like, they couldn't work out a deal for... And that's why bon that's where Bonkers came from. But, like, yes. Disney has a history of having worked with other companies. And just because, like, they're a juggernaut doesn't mean they're not going to, like, let their very, very small publisher work with another publisher. Because, right? like, that's the thing you need, to, you need to remember is that, like, the numbers that comic books pull in are not... Like, people think, like, they're, oh, they're doing it for the money. Yeah, yeah like... Publishers are doing it for the money because yeah. they need it. But when you're subsidized, you don't have to worry about it as much. But like mm -hmm. the numbers that they pull in are not enough to sustain themselves. Yes. Like look at how many books Bendis has to write to keep a very big house for himself. Yeah, no, it's like, true. These creators don't get like the numbers don't reflect the like the, the you know, the, the big shit that they're doing. Yes. Like, Comic books are still kind of small potatoes. I hate to say it because we're in this world. But right. Like, you know. Uh, but to them and the money that they see. Yeah. It's very different. The, the, like the only thing that they would, the only thing that they were thinking of is like, will that affect the movies? Will that affect the shows? And exactly. it's like, no, 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 no. Work with them and they're going to do this thing. And it's like, fine. Yeah. You know? They really wouldn't care. You know, I, part of me is like, and I don't know if this is true, but like, I feel like it would be easier to do like a backdoor version of a crossover where you take, and like, we can't use Strange because now he's too big. Now he's in a movie. Yeah. It would have to be another character from the Marvel Universe who is not well-known, very rarely used um, in, in comics, mm -hmm. and pair them up with someone from Vertigo. Yeah. Because I feel like that's an easy... They wouldn't even notice. It'd be an easier sell to <laughs> oh, easily, them where yeah. it's like, we're not going to touch Batman. No. We're not going to touch Superman. Except like if they were going to do that, like if we have to fucking, if we have to make the accountants figure out how, who's getting paid for this, we might as well just use Batman. I know. Like, <laughs> we might as well just do the big thing. I know, but I assume that it's kind of like, if you could do that, right? Like, when you're using smaller characters like that, and in, in the Vertigo universe, which is a little more a niche, it's easier to come to that 50-50 split, because you're like, 50-50 of, of what? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, just to open the door. Just to gently, like, be like, oh, come on in, you know? Yeah. Like... Let's let's just see how this feels. Yeah, no, it's a good it's a good water tester. It's a yeah. good, like it's a good way to see how it's going. Yeah, uh, swamping thing. It's perfect. Just yeah. Perfect. Just called swamp monsters. Just things. <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's the, that you know it, it. You never know. Yeah. And uh, the fact is, I mean, like, uh, you know, apropos my Roger Rabbit idea, mm -hmm. like they were gonna do a sequel that was in like in development. You can read the script. Like they were working on it. There are, like, you don't even know, you know? Like, yeah. And, like, publicly, you know, certain people at DC said they wouldn't work with certain people at Marvel. But privately, you grease the right palms, you send the right fruit baskets. It's a whole different Exactly. And, like, technically, I mean, like, 
Yes, you'd have to deal with DC for this Vertigo thing, but you'd be bringing in Burger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, she is already, like, not pleased with DC, so I think she would definitely be okay with working oh, yeah. with, with Marvel, bringing some of her stuff over there. And Marvel would probably see that as, like, a, like a stick in the two... DC, oh, and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think that's cool, and I, and I really wish they would just give it a shot. Yeah, no, it's true. Plus, like, none of these guys can even agree on what they're doing anyway. Like, yeah, just sit down and go, like, boy, it would be nice to have a plan <laughs> that we know would sell for the next at least foreseeable years. Since exactly. everything that they make decisions about, it seems, are about the immediate, or about like the bottom line for this fiscal year, and yeah. not about like where we're gonna be in five or ten years. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, let's uh, take a look one more time at the polls. Is this it? Is this the I end? I used to be the final tally, but like the poll's still going to go on for 24 hours, so you have time. Oh, okay. And we're going to, when this episode airs, uh, if you are catching this visually, you will, uh, you probably are seeing this on Friday, because that's when we're going to launch uh, this episode again. But if you're listening to this episode audio-alized, uh, <laughs> you will catch it on iTunes and SoundCloud uh, right now. It, it, it's coming out probably today. Oh, I always release the audio version, like, the day of. Oh. The day that we record. Nice. Right, okay. Cool. So if you're listening to this, you know, jump into the uh, into the link that's in the description of this video or audio episode and uh, and give your, and make your voice nice. heard. So this is just a preliminary feel. Like, yeah. this could completely change. Oh, it could. That's oh the my thing. Gosh. Yeah. For, like, like other, like, uh, voted, decided events, we c you could think one thing and then be completely surprised by what you find you afterwards. Say, this, could be a, this could be a hollow victory. It could be. Yeah. <gasps> crazy okay let's yeah. see we'll see if let's... tiffany wins the popular vote lol but uh anyway uh, <laughs> uh you are funny let me drop the uh the link in the in the chat one more time and uh, of course listen we will uh we will hopefully we'll revisit this topic um i think that a, not only do we have to like come back or you at least next week but you'll at least tell them who, yes, what who was won. the final thing um but I, I think this has to have a part two. I agree. Like part anoth three. Another part three or something like that. Another, like not even just discussing this event, but starting over. Yeah. Let's make a whole new event. Oh, yeah. I think we could do that in the future. I, yeah. like, I, I, I like this. I like this interaction with the the like, the like chat. I like the idea of like sharing these ideas. Totally. And and just getting your feedback, you know, because like you guys have some awesome ideas. You so. do. You do have a lot of really great ideas that we would not have thought of. <laughs> um, so what we'll do is we'll, dro we'll drop the winner into the living doc that you can find in the description box below this video if you're watching this on or if you're listening to this episode go to the youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash comic pop find this video click in the description and you'll find the link to the 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 topic uh or or the document that we have the google doc that has like yes. all of the information if you just want to refer to it or talk about it or share it or whatever like it'll all be in there everything that we've talked about and everything that we've uh that we've kind of like decided like all like the final stuff is all in that one document so Go take a look at it. Go check it out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Elsewhere. Wait, you're not going to tell them who it is? But uh, before we go, let's I'm talk like, about who What are you doing? Else. Yeah. Well, let's do it. <sighs> and results. Death's End is the clear winner with 53 votes. Wow! So, nice. You were not sure about this one. but That's uh, awesome! Damn. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for sharing your opinions and voting. Yes. 199 votes. That's... 247 people in the chat. This is the this is the 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 poll. Go to it. It costs you nothing. You don't have to log in. You don't have you to create an account. You, you just, just click, click the, the button. link. You click the button, and, 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 and then you're done. So uh, give make your voice heard. We will throw that into the uh, 
into the Facebook group, the Google Plus group, the subreddit will be there. Uh, yes. And you can go visit all those things. Uh, yeah, if you go to facebook.com slash official, or if you go to reddit.com slash r slash comicpop, you can uh, continue the conversation there. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Joel will be back next week. We're gonna yes, talk you about will. something else. We're gonna talk about something else. We'll just do a solid topic. One, yeah, one you guys, thing. it'll be a back to back to, to back brass tacks exactly. Um, but before you guys go, yes, over on DC fans, yes, I have a video that's up, and it's actually about the very last issue of wacky raceland that's right wacky raceland apparently is ending so yes and it's not like it's not it's like this is the end of the story this is the story they told and that's it yeah it doesn't like stop it's actually it, it is actually ended yeah so, so there you go so go to it check it out here i'm gonna drop a link to oh, that video to that. in the chat right now but thank you uh let's just grab it here show them that we uh we care and, uh, yeah, so check out that episode of Wacky Race Land, and of course stay tuned tonight for a brand new episode of Back Issues, where we will be discussing DC's Invasion, which is very Ooh. topical, given the, uh, the Invasion story, the yes. four-parter that's happening on, uh, on CW. So, <laughs> check it out. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and for sharing your opinions. We really, truly appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we'll continue this discussion in the future. So, nice. uh, stay tuned for that and uh, make your voice heard. Vote in the thing. Watch the uh, DC Fans video. Check out Back Issues tonight. Yes. Also, if you go over to Comic uh, Comic Storian, I, uh, we all did a video about the many deaths of Spider-Man. So, check sure that did. out if you haven't already. And, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Yeah. So, you know. Thanks a lot for watching, gang. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.